Welcome back to Friends with Benefits, everyone. My name is Diego. My name's Henry. I'm Rachel. My name's Matt. If you want to support us, please take a second to like and subscribe and hit the notification bell. Also, leave a five-star rating if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast or Google Podcast. We really appreciate it. We're trying to make it to number one in Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> We were number Fiji. We got an email last week saying that we were number forty in Fiji for the self improvement, (laughs) self education podcast. It's so random. (laughs) But we're trying to be number one. (laughs) Anyways, today, as you can tell, we have a couple of guests. We have Henry here and we also have Rachel. We are gonna do some quick introductions. Henry, tell us a little bit about yourself. What makes you tick? What makes me tick? Like Yeah. <laughs> ooh, okay. Like, are you asking like like TikTok? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what so, makes you happy? Okay, what makes me happy is going to the gym or just relaxing, playing video games. I think that's something that mm-hmm. keeps me off my mind with life. Yeah. Mm. Makes me relax. What kind of video games? Competitive video games like League of Legends or mm, Overwatch nice. 2 that just mm. came out. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So Rachel's a professional in those games. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> being serious. No, She's I've never even played. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you do play, was it Stardew Valley or Ooh, Animal oh, Crossing? Animal Crossing. That's yes. what it was. Okay. That's that was a good fun. game during COVID. <laughs> it was, yeah. It that still is. is. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole tick thing, first thing that came to my mind is that with the remote the volume, it has to be like at an even number, not even like an mm. odd number, like 510. 15, mm, 20. All right. It's like something like Divisible 22. Before. I'm like, I have to change it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> change. It's got to be even. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I feel like if I'm at the volume, it's got to be like a 10, maybe a 20. Mm-hmm. It can't be like a 21 or something like that. It, it's always got to be like an even yeah. number. It, or it'll just like freak me out. I'm like, I have to, I have to change it. <laughs> what about you, Rachel? What makes you tick? What makes you happy? Okay, I found a new love this week and it is karaoke. It's nice. so yes. nice. Okay. So yesterday, um, one of my sisters and I, we went and bought like karaoke microphones mm, and awesome. we just spent the whole night singing <laughs> different songs. And so that's probably my new thing. What was the best song you guys sang? Ooh. Oh my goodness. Most fun. I'll tell you the song that like got me into it. It was from Mulan and oh. um, I was on like this work trip, Kay, with all my company. Getting and down to business. What? <laughs> Getting down to business. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> so we ended up singing, me and one of my coworkers, we sang, what's it called? Um, I'll make a man out of yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Of course. Exactly. And so that is where it all started. That's such a good song. <laughs> it is. I love that song. <laughs> I'm going to listen to it when I get I home. know. Yeah. Adding Gosh, it to the driving. Spotify playlist. <laughs> driving home. Rachel, how did you and I meet? Because we met years ago we've known each other since we were almost five years old yep do you want to tell how we met absolutely so we ended up meeting at church which was just crazy like how everything ended up like happening but i started going to our specific church when i was four and i think you were like three ish Mm -hmm. four and that's when we met so we've known each other for 20 plus years now which is wow yeah which is crazy but it's awesome yeah it's it's honestly been like a ton of fun quick disclaimer here like a lot of like my success or the things i've done are actually because of rachel Mm. Oh my gosh. No, not at all. Shout out. (laughs) Dang. No, I'm being completely honest here. So like she got me to go to the DATC. So then I got an IT certificate. She did a computer science degree. I did a computer science (laughs) degree. She told me she got her master's degree. So then I was like, huh, maybe I should get my master's degree. So I got my master's (laughs) degree. We're honestly like twins in almost everything we've done. We have a lot in common just based off of like the way life has gone. Yeah. It's It's awesome. Henry, how did we meet? I think we met at your mom's like Bible study thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. A couple years back. Yeah, I, th- I think that's, I think <laughs> yeah. that's all I can remember. <laughs> that's when I met answer. you. <laughs> One of my bodybuilder friends followed you. 
yeah. on social media. And I was like, wait, I didn't know you knew Bobby. Don't know him at all. And he's like, you just followed me. And I was like, what? I find that like through social media, I've made like a lot of other friends where like mm -hmm. maybe like mutual friends add me and then I add them and then I meet more people that way. Yeah. So that's like one of the pros of social media, although there are a lot of cons. I think there's a lot more cons than pros. <laughs> what makes you say that? With the addiction and like people getting stuff like instantly. Okay. Yeah. Um, they can also reflect back on the relationships too. So they expect things instant. That's true. That's true. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Ooh, I think it's a thwarted reality of what looks mm. like something that's beautiful and fun and like you end up going out and doing these things like traveling. Like I was doing the digital nomad life this summer. Yeah. Did not like it at all, but it looks so glamorous online. So <laughs> it you never does know. look glamorous. I was looking at that and I was like, oh, that looks so fun. I want to do that. <laughs> not glamorous at all. Not as much as you'd think. <laughs> what brought it down for you? So I was still working. So I was working remotely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you think of when you're going to be on a vacation and traveling and stuff, like you're just going to be doing stuff the whole time, but you still are working your 40 hour jobs. Yeah. You still have to, you know, have that. And so maybe it was my problem in not separating the two things. Mm. But yeah, it was not my fave thing. That honestly makes like a lot of sense because it's not the same thing when you have to work because then you're tired from work and now you don't want to go out and do stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Matt, what do you think about the, the social media thing? Pros, cons? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, let's just talk in terms of connecting. Yeah. Because I think that was the point. The point was to connect. It was to bring things together that you haven't seen or you'll ne you'll never have the ability to see and here it is on your phone. Or the, the person that you would probably have never have met, but here they are on their phone. However, the instant gratification is what's terrifying for me. Mm -hmm. Because things take time. They Definitely. do. Everything worth takes time. Time. And here we have something that doesn't take time at all. It's, yeah. it's quick. It's instant. I fell under the spell of I loved seeing likes and oh, follows. Same. Oh yes. my gosh. It's a drug. I think it's done a lot of good things. Oh, I think course. it's brought a lot of people together. I think it can spread positivity really fast. Yeah. My friends, they met on a dating website on Facebook dating. Right. And they're still married. Good. Like something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. But then you could also be like stalking somebody right. in a way and it's just like that's not healthy because you should be just focusing on right. yourself. I'm curious about that. So <laughs> I'm going to roll with what you're saying right now. <laughs> so you brought up dating apps. What are your thoughts on dating apps? Oh, I think they're depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can get behind that thought. <laughs> What about you, Rachel? Ooh, I like have mixed feelings. I definitely have used them in the past and actually still do. You can meet some really cool people and like make some really cool connections, but it's so easy kind of like going off the instant gratification. Mm -hmm. Like you're able to see someone's like life in one little page mm -hmm. and decide so quickly of like, yes, no, yes, no. And so it kind of like gives you a, um, just a, like a view on people that I don't think is healthy mm -hmm. of like just mm -hmm. automatically being like, oh, absolutely not because of like, what they're doing or like how they look or whatever mm -hmm. it is and it's also scary like on the flip side of things of meeting people because you don't know if someone's like who they are yeah being their like full truth you mm -hmm. have a horror-ish story about that right how somebody tracked you down oh my gosh i do have Whoa. a story about that i forgot about that <laughs> yeah do you want me to tell yeah. it yeah okay so I was on this app and I don't know what happened, but somehow my profile got shown to the whole world, <laughs> which like, like I said, 
Don't know how that happened. Crazy. So I had this guy from Germany somehow like find me. Oh my and gosh. you know how like you don't put your last name on mm-hmm. dating apps? Like you just have your yeah. first name. Well, you don't do that? You're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sure you're fine. As long as you a notebook. Do's and don'ts. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. 101. <laughs> and honestly, maybe it's because I'm a girl, but like I just wouldn't do that, right? Anyway, so this guy from Germany finds me and he ends up following me on everything. He like starts commenting on my travel blog, which like is very like like private Mm -hmm. and then the worst part of all so like you know he found me on instagram found me on facebook found me on twitter and then he messages me on all of them and i like was super like no no and then he ends up finding me on whatsapp so he somehow found my phone number bro and i i i usually am like nice in situations where i'm like yeah like i'm not interested that's terrifying it was terrifying and so i was like absolutely not i was like you've got to leave me alone like i'm blocking you on everything that's horrifying scary there's a lot of horror stories like that i do have something too well it's not (laughs) my own story but my friend my best friend he lives in a murder house and apparently this girl on tinder met up with this guy he brought her back to his house and just murdered her and then he called the cops on himself and like turned himself in yeah and i'm like it's crazy and i have like stayed at his house and i'm like this is creepy i don't want to think about this stuff no that's crazy that Mm -hmm. is crazy i'm gonna transition to something more positive now (laughs) (laughs) one of the reasons why like i wanted you guys to come here today is to talk about spiritual experiences and then some philosophical questions like what is the meaning of life and stuff like that so we'll start off with spiritual experiences rachel is there anything like in your life that you could just attribute to something spiritual like things just don't make sense like how they could happen scientifically yeah totally oh my gosh i have like 30 examples of this like (laughs) god's so good and it's so interesting Mm. like if you like give your life to christ he truly does like bless Mm. you and take care of you and i've seen that like i said so many times i was dating this one guy and we weren't going to be able to see each other for three months i was in europe for a month and a half and then he was going to be flying to europe Mm. and we ended up overlapping in the airport for just like 10 minutes so i got to see him but the thing is is the only reason why that happened is because for some reason his layover flight was never booked Mm. and so it was like totally a god moment because like god knew like my heart and that like i loved him and i wanted to see him Mm -hmm. and i felt like god like moved like time and space so i could see him for 10 minutes in the airport and so like that's a good example Uh, so many other things too like everything in my life like i can attribute to god because you know like looking at where i was at as a child i was super shy and i had a lot of potential to not amount to anything but because of just like god and his sovereignness and like his justness Mm -hmm. he like brought me like through such a transition period where i was able to you know like be so shy but then also like grow from that and like be where i'm at now in my life Mm, that's really awesome so that's me (laughs) i could share so many examples (laughs) i was was ready to hear more (laughs) (laughs) what about you matt do you have any spiritual experiences where you're like this is crazy beyond comprehension the one thing i've learned because i've made it so complex i've done the research tried to figure it out and at the very end what i'm told with a hug is you choose you can make it complicated that's fine you can search for meaning until the sun turns black or you can live in the moment you're in hug the people around you and just accept that existence is a gift wisdom is. is understanding knowledge but being able to deliver it to all levels of understanding right mm-hmm yeah. To understand wisdom is to understand pain. And there is somebody who has felt the pain, according to what you, 
what this belief mm-hmm. is that's yeah, yeah. currently on the topic. Mm-hmm. And through this individual, all things are possible. I know that to be true. Spiritual experiences, um, they don't just come to you. You've got to knock. You've yes. got to so you seek. have to go looking for them. Yes. However, there are moments of grace. There have been times where I have done the opposite of looking. I have pushed away. I've been like, I am done. I'm tired. Yeah. Relieve me of this mortal yeah. prison, please. I, yeah, like, I am... I'm, I'm done here, you know? Mm-hmm. In this time, I was lifted up onto my feet. That's awesome. Um, came out of nowhere, and I felt this feeling of, oh, we're not done yet. You're not done yet. There's too much. There's so much more to live for, so mm-hmm. much more to find. You have one job. Smile and spread a good word. I like mm-hmm. it. Because you got a beautiful smile. Yeah. Look at that right there. <laughs> uh, that was my personal um, spiritual experience. That's touching. Because I think there are a lot of people too where like they are in the depths, like the dumps. Absolutely. And then at the last second, they bounce Absolutely. back. They make it back. And so I think that's magical. Life's worth fighting for. Absolutely. Like you just explaining that. I'm like, I literally just went through that and just like what really? we were saying. Yeah. I definitely, my last relationship, man, it was like mm. from a year ago from when we first started dating to now, I was like, man, I totally changed to like pushing God away, pushing like people away too, just for it to work. And mm-hmm. then like, it was nothing that she did. It was something that I was doing to myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then definitely at church, I was just like, no, I don't want to do this mm. anymore. It's not my thing. And then holy cow, like um, I chose. I chose and that that totally changed me and I was like man I don't even know who I am anymore about a month ago I was praying I was like God just if it's not meant to be just take me out of this relationship because I'm done I can't do it anymore and the next day we broke up and I was like wow. all right that's too there fast like like not that fast <laughs> give me a week at least but as soon as that happened I was like bawling because I was just like I was like holy cow God is so good to me Absolutely, that yeah. he just relieved all that stress off me and change is hard Mm-hmm. Change, change, oh, changes. I mean, it's just <laughs> not your friends sometimes. <laughs> but when you start to see change as something you need, not something you don't want, it's the attitude. Mm-hmm. I think you had that right attitude. It was crazy too because I was like super stressed about school, money, the relationship, other things, and like I don't know how I'm going to pay for my bills. And then I don't know how, but my school just gave me a check wow. for like four hundred dollars, and I was just like. I was crying too because yeah, I was like absolutely. that happened around the same I time and absolutely. I was like Man, God oh. is so good after me pushing him away and then him just doing this for me he's always there yeah you think that he's so far away especially when you push him away right it's like okay well like yep. he just doesn't exist right mm-hmm. but he's right there like mm-hmm. always right there and he's just waiting for you to like pursue him I like the idea that the more you work on your relationship with him the more positive coincidences happen the more miracles happen because that's definitely been the case like in my life where if I like start to push him away Things get hard. Yeah. Oh, really yeah. fast. Oh yeah. <laughs> they yeah, they get really hard really fast. And then I have to remind myself, okay, gotta get back to the basics. Maybe, maybe let me start praying every night. Let me pray every morning. Let me read my Bible once a day. Mm-hmm. And like just doing the little things, like I start seeing major changes in my life. The little things really start to add up into big things. Uh, I think for the longest time I used to kind of like attribute it to manifestation or, mm-hmm. or something along the lines of like just the mentality that like, if you do the little things, the little things add up. So like if you start doing good here, it's then compound effect. yeah, it's a compound effect. Things start to, to build up and stuff like that. This and so true. I used to attribute it to like good karma yeah, in a way. But now mm-hmm. like as I've grown older, like I've learned more things here and there. I've had more life experiences. I can 
definitely attribute a lot of that to God. Absolutely. Yes. Do you mind if I ask what made you believe in God? Can someone else go first while I think about this? <laughs> yeah, go first. Understand me here. <laughs> oh boy. I love math. Oh, I love math. Math will not lie to you. It will not. I grew up loving math and then I dove into science. It's amazing. The chemicals. And I looked up at the stars. I was like, so what? And then you start to listen to philosophers and you start to just dive into knowledge, but you feel empty. You feel absolutely empty. You might be full of knowledge, but there's, you do. what is missing? Luckily, I grew up uh, with a father and a family who soaked themselves in, in the word of God. And so it was natural to me to kind of understand. But at the same time, I never really figured it out for myself. And so coming into it uh, with the knowledge of the world helped me build a testimony of what I believe in this peace feeling. And when I looked for peace in this word, I found a man named Jesus. And I I have looked into every corner and crevice of the world and what they think. I've seen what everybody thinks about them. Mm-hmm. Different about religions. Him. I've seen what Muslims think about them. I, I don't want to get like too far, but I'm aware of all of the conspiracies and it's even more to bring those two up in the same place, mm-hmm. but it's out there. It is. Yeah. And, I'm, and I, I will put a pin on it and say yeah. it's there. But what cannot be found not true as a feeling. It's a feeling. And this is something that I couldn't find in math. I couldn't find in science. I couldn't find in philosophers. It's a feeling that came upon me upon me that was, you're okay. You're okay. Mm-hmm. And when you're in an existential crisis and you're told you're okay, <laughs> yeah. you're going to listen. You yeah, know? For real. You're like, okay, I'm here. Like, what's <laughs> yeah. going on? That is when my actual belief it wasn't from me growing up with a spiritual family. It wasn't me growing up with um, friends inviting me or pastors or bishops talking to me. This was where I told myself, this is my God. My God is peace. My God is, was, and will be. I like that. I can kind of relate to that a little bit too, because I grew up with a Christian family. Me and Rachel go to the same church. When I got into high school, that's when I started diving way more into mm-hmm. like the philosophy and the sciences, mm-hmm. because I love that. And so like, mm-hmm. we're pretty similar minded mm-hmm. in that aspect. And so like, when I started diving into that, then I started having all these deeper questions, like what is the meaning of life? Is it possible that God yeah. exists? And so right. I started having all of these deep questions and I felt like I was getting smarter because I was learning more science. I was learning, learning more philosophy. And so I thought I was getting smarter, but I was also kind of like how you said, I was starting to feel more empty. There comes a point where like you feel so empty, so depressed, where when you do hear that, (laughs) you do hear that, hey, it's okay. Like you don't have to stress it. Like you're like, okay, yeah, maybe I should listen. And that was kind of like my situation too, where I was like, okay, let me go back to my roots. Basics. Yeah. Let me go back to the basics, things that I understand. Keep your foundation of your knowledge. What about you, Rachel? So I remember the first time I was at this church and my I was having sleepover with my grandma and I was honestly probably like three or four and she played in the band and she played the drums. And so she had worship practice. So I remember I was on the stage and the feeling that I had in that moment, it was just like, there was something that was like greater than like just me. Mm -hmm. And I remember like I was just twirling like on the stage and the whole entire band stopped playing and I like looked up because I was like excuse me like why are you not still playing like Mm -hmm. you know like I feel the presence of God here Mm -hmm. and I remember that that was like the first time that like I felt that and then moving forward you know throughout growing up there were just like very like 
key things that would happen where like God was talking to me and God mm. was calling me to certain things. And like a great example of that, I was in youth camp when I was like 13 or something like that. I was just like sitting at the altar and they were just playing music. And I was sitting there and God told me that he called me to be a leader. And mind you, I mm. was like the shy kid. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, uh, <Yeah>. <laughs> really? <laughs> like my sister still talks for me and I'm 13 years old like (laughs) (laughs) i can't put it on a specific like moment just because i grew up going to church and like it always has been my choice there's never been a time in my life where i haven't known god which I'm really like blessed that I can even say that. But, you know, when you accept Christ into your life, you're a new creation, right? And so because I grew up in church, I feel like I was in a way like always that. But like looking back at it, like I've seen that girl that isn't the new creation. Like I've seen glimpses of her like show up in my life and like, I don't want to be that girl. And so looking at like, just how God has taken me like through everything, it's just so cool. Mm -hmm. And like, oh my gosh, it's something I'm so passionate about too, just because God has absolutely transformed my life and I would not be who I am today without that. And it's just exciting moving forward too, because God's so good. And recently he like, seriously, when I say this, he has reminded me, 50 times in the last three months that he keeps his promises. And I'm like, okay, like this is exciting. And just like moving forward, like I'm in a big transition period in my life. And yeah. it's like, okay, sweet. I guess I keep needing to be reminded that God keeps his promises. That's great. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like how kids need to be reminded a lot of things. And I think that's great. Like similarity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. How he's our father. <laughs> just exactly. Like telling us over and over again. Hey, it's, <laughs> redirecting us you know yeah so i noticed that you brought your bible do you have a favorite bible verse that maybe you want to share oh my gosh chapter three five through six so the title of this section is trust the lord trust in the lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding in all your ways know him and he will make your path straight Dude, is it weird that that was the verse that I picked? Are yeah, you serious? Yeah, <laughs> okay. I wrote it down and I even posted it on social media. It's a good verse. It is a good verse. It's a great verse. How do you view that verse? Because I know we had a little I bit of a I did text you about that. Yes, definitely when things don't go your way or the way that you want, it's a good way to just lean back to knowing that there is something better for you in the future and that there's something to look forward to as well. Yeah, you don't have to like despair. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about things. I mean, obviously we're human, so we do worry, but it's uh, definitely that verse definitely keeps me humble and also very like sane (laughs) do you have any thoughts on that matt this verse when i read it has an infinite amount of understandings why i say that is because in the line your your understanding so you have Mm -hmm. choice your understanding yeah go back when i read that I see him speaking individually to everyone. So everyone has a different understanding. Yours is not his or theirs or them. Yours is yours. I love the word know. Know him in all your ways. For some people, knowing him was through math. Through some people, knowing him was just through feeling. For some people, knowing him was through stumbling over and over. Everyone's got a different know, but it all comes to one understanding. And it's what you said. Through this, knowing him, you will be saved. What about you, Rachel? In my Bible, I always write down my prayers. So I like put the date. And this one specifically, I have this date written down from 2020 about finding a job in April. This was two days after I graduated. And so it's interesting, like writing down, like finding a job because like I'm in a completely different spot now. But like it was relevant to me then Mm -hmm. as I was like trying to find a job. 
and I mean, it's relevant to me now as I like move forward in my career and move forward in school. And I think at least for me, like I am such a planner. Mm. <laughs> and so like reading this, it's like a lot of times, like I want to take things into my own hands and I want to go down my path and I want God to be mm. on my timeline mm. um, where like this, like gives me so much hope and faith that all I have to do, you know, is clearly, you know, give your life to Jesus, but to rely on him, like he's here for a reason and he wants to be that provider and that helper. And so the fact that he's making my path straight, like all I have to do is walk. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to do. Mm -hmm. And he has my will for my life planned out. That's awesome. I think the way I kind of view it is maybe more like, I'm gonna like full send it. I'm just gonna like fully send it because I don't have to worry because I know things are going to work out. And if they don't work out, then I'm probably going to learn something valuable. There anyways. You go. I just try not to stress about it. I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm yeah. just going to send it. So I know that you were talking about God having a plan. We're going to transition a little bit here more into maybe like philosophical questions. Mm. Cause this is something I wrestle with still. And I don't know the answer and I'm, mm. I'm okay mm. with that. I, I'm okay yeah. with not knowing the answer. I know a lot of people will ask if God has a plan does that mean that we have free will? Or I guess maybe not even a plan, just omniscient. How do you say it? Omniscient. <laughs> both of the words that you both said are yes. right. <laughs> I've heard this discussion a lot where if someone knows everything, then free will doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. What do right. you guys think about that? It's true, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Here's why. Oh, man. In the beginning, God created all things. Yeah. The heavens, stars. When we're speaking about a plan, we humans like to um, think in our terms here. Mm -hmm. You really just take a second and step back. We are tiny, 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 tiny. Yeah. Part of the timeline of... <laughs> just just a yep. little, just come on. His plan, it includes the stars. It includes everything that's been created. Somewhere in the middle of all that, it was, let's create a little bit of peace, a little bit of joy, a little bit of happiness. Does this make sense? Yeah, I think I'm following. When I, mm -hmm. How I see that is we like to think, oh, when we think plan, we think for the earth. Or specifically like plan is our much, lifetime. Yeah, right. just specifically us. According to the Bible, mm -hmm. the plan is much, much bigger than the earth. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's so, the scale is large and it's hard to conceive. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense. How can one thing control that much? Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I, I definitely think that's also a tough thing about being a Christian, especially with non-believers, mm -hmm. is that they can't see it. They Absolutely. only see the one track mind of it. Right. Other than being open-minded with the whole big picture rather right. than just focusing on my life's a movie. Right. And that's what I wrestle with is why can't everybody know the big picture? Mm -hmm. And the answer is that's God's plan. Yep. Also, doesn't everyone have the free will to learn who he is? Absolutely. On yeah. your time, mm -hmm. when you ask. I think that's great too about love he gives us the choice and it's not like we're robots or anything like that right. he's not forcing us to love him it's more of we want to love him because without that free will we wouldn't have like any meaning in life i would say because if we don't have any free will then what's the point why do we continue to exist why do we fight why do we do all these things which kind of makes me a little bit curious what do you think the meaning of life is along with what we've been talking about like so adam and eve you know existed in the garden and free will has always been here sin has not always been here but free will always has. Clearly, Adam and Eve had the fall where they ate of the fruit, but they had the free will to do that. Mm -hmm. And they chose that 
over being with God because they got to commune and live there in God's presence. Just like thinking about that and like, you know, we do have the free will to choose. And like, at least to me, what the meaning of life is, is as we've talked about, like having that emptiness, if you don't like accept Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior, there's a hole missing. Like there's legitimately something in your life for everyone where it's, you know, finding that purpose. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people talk about that, you know, Mm -hmm. of finding their purpose and Mm -hmm. like, who they are and it makes sense because that's what I'm trying to do too. But like God's given me so many like interests and passions and all of these really odd things that just so happen to go together. Um, And like, that's what he's called me to. And so like seeing how he at least has blessed me in my life, it's like there's specific things where I never would have thought I would have done, but I always wanted, but God blessed me with that without me even having to like, you know, really go out and do whatever it was. And so I think the meaning to life for me is that, you know, Jesus came and loved us so much that he took on not only just like all like sins, but every like emotional, like hurting and pressure like happened to him. And that's why he bled mm-hmm. not on the cross but beforehand was because he had so much weighing him down and so like it clearly makes sense of why that would happen to him um but then he did die and he did conquer death and he came back that is something worth living for me and that is like something that's meaningful to me and when we talk about you know truth in just a general sense if something is true so like say God is real, Jesus did die for us. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just matter because it's my truth. It matters to every single person. And so having that hole and having that like thing that needs to be fulfilled through Jesus, like that's where the meaning comes from. That was Mm -hmm. deep. (laughs) That was a great answer. (laughs) I I agree with you completely. I'm not going to say what you just said over, but um, I I think definitely valuing your time with everybody, with how much time we have on this earth, and especially with people that don't know Christ too, like just loving them. Like I have some friends that like argue with me about my religion and it's just like I'm not here to defend it because i shouldn't i don't need to defend god because he has all the answers mm-hmm. for me i love how you said though like that connection like we do have our family and our friends and people that we just absolutely love mm-hmm. and i do think that there is a purpose in that of being able to you know love other people and just even seeing like love and how like god works through that it just shows god's love too mm-hmm. that if like someone you know like say you're in a relationship or like your mom or your dad they love you so much but think of how much God loves you. Yeah. Oh, what's the verse that says that God loves you more than a father loves oh, their uh-huh. son or something like that? And I'm just like, wait, my parents love me a lot. Like I do stupid things sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm in Jeremiah 31, 31. <laughs> and it's so beautiful. I'm going to read this like part, not the verse, but what nice. I wrote down. It said the sun, the moon and all the stars would have to change course before his promises would fail. And like that blew my mind, everyone. Like (laughs) absolutely blew my mind. And it talks about that like throughout that little passage. I think it also goes like his promises wouldn't fail, but also his love wouldn't fail. Everything Mm. would have to fall apart before that would happen and it won't. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah. Something that I like too about that, your mom, 
Your mom's awesome. She's a chemist, she teaches chemistry. She is very unique because she was able to explain to me in a way how science proves the existence of mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't prove it, provides a lot of evidence <laughs> yeah. for awesome. the existence of God. And so that's something that like I really took away is, is just the fact that when I look at all the science, because I, I value the science a lot, that I value yeah. the math. Mm -hmm. and, like when I look at things, I'm like, oh yeah, there obviously has to be a creator. Things are so complex that nobody could make this. Like it, it doesn't just appear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to add that too, because like just with earth and how the moon works and just how every the space works, like, it's just crazy. Like, like how everything works and like other planets don't have any life in it other than our planet that we know of. And it's just, I like how you bring that up. It's all I got. With that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all I got. it's all good. My mom, she has this thing and I'm sure both of you have heard her say this. You always are going to have to make a step of faith in whatever. Mm -hmm. If you believe that there's a God, you're going to have to take a step of faith. Mm -hmm. If you believe that there's no God, you also have to take a step of faith in yeah. that. And what she says, is she says that looking at science and how everything works, it makes that step of faith smaller i think it's so funny that people are like oh well science like and god don't go together or science and religion or whatever it is mm -hmm. and it's like no it like actually helps it bridges that gap to make it even smaller and then taking that step in believing in god and giving your life to christ like it just makes it easier but i love my mom's stuff too <laughs> it, i love when your awesome. mom speaks it's just like <laughs> it's I, just so write, good. Write it, I write it down i'm just like man i did not think about this right like, yeah yeah <laughs> she's taught me so much with that too like she's the first person that i ever really heard talk about science and religion together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah. honestly one of the only ones too but like she's just so smart she's hands down like one of the smartest people i know same <laughs> Same. So smart. Actually, yeah. your whole family is just crazy smart. No. <laughs> Thanks. They are. <laughs> my sisters are really smart too. And my dad too. They're like, yeah, they're helping. Yeah, everybody's smart. <laughs> Matt, we kind of skipped you a little bit, but oh, what do you think, think the meaning of life is? You know, you said, is there free will? Like, do we have free will? I said, no, but yes, right. Why I said uh, no is for this, actually. That leap of faith you just spoke about, for me, another leap of faith is knowing that there's something that knows you better than you. So if you take that leap of faith and go, okay, what's next? What do you need me to do? What can I do? What should I do? Mm -hmm. Are you making a choice or are you letting a choice come to you? And that's why it's a, it's like a, for a gray area when you ask, do we really have free will? If a philosopher comes and says, do we really have free will? I believe you can choose to go on autopilot just a little bit and ask for the guidance and it will be given unto you so long as you keep walking, mm. right? Yep. So for me, I can't answer that. I've chosen not to because I know if there's someone that knows me better than me, there's someone that knows my meaning. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so all I ask every day is how can I get to that meaning? That's the meaning of life for me. The growth mindset. I have another question i know there's like a pretty common paradox if there's a god that's all powerful is it possible for them to create a rock that they cannot lift does that even matter i believe there's a scripture that speaks about how he's outside of the um, laws of science mm -hmm. he's outside of the laws of physics he time is and space. he is yeah. outside of time and space he's the creator because he's the creator yeah. and upon those lines i think the paradox falls apart otherwise i see what you're saying yeah, yeah. you'd be like uh i guess maybe if he can create <laughs> something he can create something if he can create something too heavy 
create something too heavy. Another question is, why would he? Why? Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you create something that you can't lift <laughs> yourself, just, right? There's, there's no... It just sounds like a fun question. I never thought about that, but then you brought that up and I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot more sense too. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. I actually really like that answer because that's the one I believe in too. Like, I believe he is outside of time and space and so the rules of our physics don't apply to him right. because he created them. So another question, well, I guess it's not really a question. It's just like a general thought that I have. Mm -hmm. I think regardless of if you believe in God or not, I still think the Bible is worth reading. Do you guys feel the same way? Oh, totally. Um, I have like a lot of friends that just read the Bible or even the Mormon Bible of just wanting to understand like the way we think. One of my friends too, he's Christian and he was like, I kind of want to see like um, non-believers point of views on how they think. What about you guys? What do you guys believe? <laughs> I do think it is even just as a historical document, even the first five books of the Old Testament, they are the most mm. tracked documents in all all of history hmm. and you can give them a lot of credibility and believe what they say historically mm -hmm. just because of the people that kept them up for thousands of years yeah. yeah and so even just as a historical account like it's really interesting to mm -hmm. see the israelites and how they moved through time and space and even if like you don't believe in god like you can see that those things that happened to them are real mm -hmm. like with archaeological finds now mm -hmm. so even just yeah. as a historical document and like a moral document, I do think that you can find good things within it. Mm -hmm. But also, I wouldn't recommend reading the Bible if you're not willing to be changed. That's interesting. Playing along the historical context here, I know there's thousands of copies of the Old Testament. Yeah. And then something that for me like further proves the truth in the Old Testament is the fact that we have other documents throughout history that talk about the events that happen in the Old Testament too. We have a bunch of copies, or I guess not a bunch, we have several copies, a couple of copies of other historical documents. So stuff like the Iliad, I think it was, or like the Odyssey or, or like mm. whatever Homer wrote. And then yeah. we have a couple of accounts of Julius Caesar and the stuff he did, but we take all of that for truth, for fact. Yes. Mm -hmm. So to me, if we take that stuff as truth, fact, it's only logical that we would take the Bible, the Bible yeah. or the Old Testament for fact, mm -hmm. since we have thousands of copies of them written in Greek, Hebrew. It is really interesting. And like, if you look at those other documents, there's like six copies. Like you said, like we take those as truth and as reliable. And so if we can take something that has six copies as reliable, we can definitely take something that has thousands of copies as reliable. Yeah. Matt, do you still think the Bible's worth reading? Yeah, I think that depending on the reason, I try to take a scholar look at the Bible and read it as if I was just coming in. Like mm -hmm. a student. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like words. I'm like reading something in history class. The word on word precept by precept all that stuff. Would you like to eat a peach? It wasn't juicy. It was like dry. Shriveled. Yeah. No like, way. Why, why do we yeah. eat It's like old or something. Yeah. yeah. We eat some food because of how it tastes. That's why I eat food. That's why I eat unhealthy. That's why I work out too. Yes. So I can continue I, to eat unhealthy. There you go. Until I get old. <laughs> I would encourage someone to read it. Sure but to um, read it with reason. Personally, I think everybody should read it, but the reason for it is because I think there's a lot of valuable life lessons that are hidden within the stories yeah. that are told. A lot of the stuff that I see in the Bible is stuff that I think modern science encourages about how to live your life. You should be organized. You should be timely. You'll find a lot more joy that way. You'll find that you're not always drowning and stuff like that. And so like a lot of the stuff that I see in the Bible, I think is 
reflected in a lot of the stuff that's taught in modern science. And so I think it's a good way to just like take something away just to learn. It's, yeah. it's a good way to like remember the things that mm -hmm. we should be doing, which kind of leads into something that you said earlier about morals. I guess just what are your thoughts in general on morals and ethics? I will go first because I was actually going to say something about this. So this leads perfectly into it. Olivia at church, she's a psychologist mm -hmm. and she said this one time and it's always stuck with me. The Sermon on the Mount was, you know, preached. And from there, there were all of these like moral standards that came from it. And in 2000 years, nothing has advanced morally from that. And, you know, mm. 2000 years ago, we didn't have any of this set up. We have like moved so, like forward in so many things like technology wise and archaeology, all of these Fashion things. Fashion wise. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> Just everything went has moved forward, but morals have not changed since the Sermon on the Mount. And if you look into like all these different type of like psychological things, like you can attribute a lot of them back to the Sermon on the Mount. People that don't believe in the Bible, they would argue that you don't need the Bible to have morals. I would argue that you do. As a believer, I think you do. At least it keeps you on the right track other than changing your morals if you're not focusing on the Bible or Jesus. Like, how do you know that murdering someone's wrong? Because there's a lot of people that murder people and it's just like do they know that it's wrong i think you do need the bible to have a stable mind when what's right otherwise <clears throat> morals can they can change because mm -hmm. then you can take someone like hitler per se if there is no bible and we can't argue that what he was doing was wrong is what mm -hmm. i would say that's just kind of like my thought process mm -hmm. right now is i'm like well mm -hmm. If there is no standard, then who's making up the standards? Mm -hmm. Standards yeah. are just changing. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Matt? But that's an interesting question. Do we need the Bible? Let's mm -hmm. say that uh, something along the lines of Fahrenheit 451 happens. Dystopia. But it's getting rid of the Bible. Those who want to keep good morals will find it without the book. We're talking about, again, a creator. Mm-hmm. It is outside. I hate to like just keep okay. continually yeah, yeah. tapping on this, but <laughs> like let me tell you. I think I see where you're coming I, from. Yeah, I don't mean this uh, disrespectfully, but we don't need a book. But if it came down to it, what we need is the connection. At the end of the day, the point is the of the entire book of everything is what is your connection. What is your relationship? What is How your relationship? Is yeah, I, I think I see where you're coming from. That that does spark a question in me. So if we don't have the book, how do people know who God is or how... How do they how develop do get, their relationship? Yeah. Or do you think he would show himself through like experiences or something like that? There's a verse. I don't know where it's at, um, but it talks about how I'm curious, uh, even if people, you know, didn't have anything, they could look up, up, up at the stars and know that there's mm. a God. Okay. That makes sense. With me, I would say testimonies definitely mm. keeps me connected and just God showing me every day that he's there That's breaking awesome. down walls. <laughs> that's awesome that's when i put good. them up he just yeah. knocks them down i'm just like Come like on. not today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i like it that's funny um i have a fun fact for everyone if all the bibles were burned in the whole entire world we could still replicate the whole bible because every single verse is referenced in some other book which is kind of interesting <laughs> that is a really cool fun fact that's awesome before we wrap up i do have another kind of question along the lines of reading religious books. So yeah. we talked about reading the Bible. Do you think there's any value in reading books from other religions like the Quran or like the Book of Mormon? Or I, I think it's good to 
to understand like what they are believing in honestly sometimes correlate to what we believe in too i think educational purposes absolutely knowing what someone else believes really helps in lots of different ways at like every aspect of life personally i don't care about books all the other the quran was interesting book mormon's great the seed is in the new testament that's my take okay okay i think i see where you're coming from something that our pastor said one time he was like you can read all these other books mm -hmm. and he was like but you don't want it to take away from your time in the bible mm -hmm. so he was like you should be putting two times the amount of time into the bible than what you are doing on in another book mm, that's interesting that is a good way to think mm. about it because then you could get too invested into learning something mm. totally because mm -hmm. then you're so focused on not on god yeah, yeah exactly so i know something that i always like hear is that christians are very judgmental oh my gosh is there like a good way for us to like not be judgmental or do you think we are judgmental or how do you think we could be better in that aspect you're raising your hand can, can we just just let god do his thing be nice it's a good do one. Your thing mm -hmm. and let god do his thing don't force anything upon anyone because obviously they don't want it yeah i right? would i would say that when people try to argue with me about their beliefs or different things i'm just like i'm not here to argue with you right absolutely i'm just here to understand your point of view mm -hmm. and have you understand my point of view and i think that's something that i tend to do with everybody i feel like i haven't dealt with that a ton um i know that it is like a stereotype mm -hmm. but i wonder in some ways sometimes how real it is just because it's not something that i've really had to deal mm -hmm. with but just you know god convicts you of what you're doing and like we all have sin in our life even if we have given our lives to mm -hmm. christ like mm -hmm. we all still have sin in our life why make a fuss about that like god is the one that does mm -hmm. the work Amen. and yeah. we just have to follow what he tells us yeah i like those answers for me the way i kind of view it is we're held to like a higher standard and then we don't meet that standard a lot of the time because we're human. And that's definitely yeah. the case for me. I don't meet the standard all the time at all. Same. I like mess up all the time. And so I just want to keep that in mind too, is like, even though we believe in this higher standard and we want to reach this higher standard, we're not always going to do that because we're just like everybody else. Jesus loves us so much. And so that's what we're supposed to emulate. So it is sad that there is judgment from other Christians to, mm -hmm. you know, other people. And it's Christian against Christian and, yeah. all, you know, like yeah. all that type of thing. Like just because you had that one bad experience. It's and a I bummer. That you typically see that in every Christian. Yeah. And I feel like it's a, an excuse too. like, why would you let your experience with a human determine your relationship with God? Mm. I like that. Yeah. I, I really like that thought too, because I think it applies to a lot of stuff where I've had a lot of bad experiences with people of like a certain culture, people of like yeah. different backgrounds or ethnicities mm -hmm. and stuff like that. That doesn't mean I'm going to be hostile towards them or not yeah. try to understand them. I think there's definitely value in trying to understand everybody and get along. I know Matt already answered this question on a different podcast, but this is just like a fun question okay. for you guys. Okay. Do you guys believe in aliens? Oh my God. <laughs> Honestly, like how big the universe is, like I, I would believe that there would be. <laughs> that's that's my take on it. But I don't think I don't think about it too much because I'm so focused on life right now. What about you, Rachel? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, those online videos they make are pretty convincing. They, they are. are. They do. <laughs> and they yeah. do a good job. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yes. I have me double thinking, you know? Yeah, yeah. honestly. <laughs> awesome. Um, before we wrap up, I do want to bring up something about Rachel. So Rachel also has a YouTube channel. Oh. Jacob. fashion coder oh yeah <laughs> do you want to talk about what you do with that channel yeah absolutely so i talk about cryptocurrency and so my 
one goal with it is to allow people that don't have crypto to be able to be like brought into the crypto space and make it an easy like onboarding process because mm -hmm. it's so confusing and like it is yeah there's just so much to it and so i take it and I break it down and go into it. And I do code reviews of different projects. And so it's a lot of fun. I have fun doing it. And so. It's awesome. Yeah, that's it. I need to check it out then. Yeah. <laughs> check out Fashion Coder on YouTube. Link down below. I'm shouting thank out. You. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Anyways, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Friends with Benefits. We hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully it was enlightening to maybe the things that we believe in. And maybe you take something away from this. And I hope you do. Hope you learned something. Henry, I appreciate you being being here rachel thanks. i appreciate yes, you being absolutely. here thanks thank for you having so me. much of yeah, course thanks. matt thank you for for coming to and engaging with us i really appreciate <laughs> it i love having your mindset and your thoughts if you want to support us don't forget to leave a like and hit subscribe down below also leave a five-star rating on spotify google podcast and apple podcast also check out fashion coders channel <laughs> on youtube again link down below my name is diego my name's henry <laughs> <Rachel>. <laughs> my name's matt. and we'll see you next time <laughs>